Uh, this is Lenny D'Angelo. This is uh, April 5th, uh, t- 2017. Uh, time traveling without agency. Confronting stubborn past selves. Reboot the story, but keep the character's theme. Uh, trying to see the forest through all of these trees. And a broken rear view mirror in a huge blind spot. Right. These are things on my mind this morning. Some of them. Uh, some of many. I've been, uh... I don't know. I haven't, I'm having a rough beginning of the year. Uh, if I can even call it that anymore. Uh, so I thought it made time to do a little bit of soul searching again. Because what could go wrong? Uh, and I've been, uh, I've been working on an ongoing project to clean up some of my, uh, uh, I don't know, a lot of the, 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 the detritus in my life, all the, all the, uh, is that even a, a good word for that? It is a lot of, I got a lot of junk laying around. Most of it, uh, junk that I created, my creations, my babies are sitting around and they're, they're fat and lazy and just taking up space. So I, I thought I thought last year at the end of the year I would uh, you know make it my my duty, my project to investigate those things and see if any of them have any potential. So I talked at length about that. Uh, but here's what here's where I end up at at the not at the end of that project, but I end up that that project spills over. It continues because apparently I'm the kind of person who spent most of my life uh, beginning things. And uh, now I'm at a point where there's no more time for beginnings. There's only time for endings, my life included. So at the tail end of my life, I am tasked with going back to all my beginnings and finding either meaning or, you know, doing the old exercise of minimalism, minimalism, Millimanism, which is uh, donate, sell, or uh, destroy. I don't know. Does that work with artwork uh, or, or ideas? Maybe it should. Maybe there should be three, three other kinds of... What are they going to be? One of them is file. One of them is uh, um, work on. And the other one is burn. On a bonfire. Or maybe a Viking funeral. Uh, I'll put them all in a shoebox and set them out to sea on fire. Um, In the process of going, one of my, okay, one of the things I have uh, uh, tasked myself with doing is writing down all, or documenting all the things that were handwritten in my life that that I think deserve to be recorded for either posterity or for some sort of illumination. Uh, so what, what that means is, uh, I guess it was sometime around the mid-90s, uh, late-90s, mid to late-90s, I, I went digital with my writing and my idea capture. Uh, I don't know why I did that. I guess I was uh, uh, romanced by the computer at that point. A lot of us were. Uh, romanced by the idea of the, the, the storage, you know, the, the diskettes and whatnot. Um... Yeah, and, and, and I, uh, 
one of the very first major purchases I made, because I was doing everything on a typewriter or in handwritten journals, um, one of the very first major purchases I made was a word processor. It was a Canon word processor from probably circa 1994. A Canon word processor was an amazing little device with a diskette drive and a uh, three and a half inch diskette drive and a, uh, a small screen where you could read probably, I don't know, six lines of what you were writing uh, at a time. A little like LED, LCD, sorry, different. LCD screen. And you could read about six lines away. It came with, uh, it came with like, I don't know, eight fonts. It was amazing. Yes, I know they had computers then. I realize that. But I was not uh, in that financial space, you know, when I was whatever, 21, 22, 20, whatever years old. So uh, I bought a word processor because I wanted to write. I wanted to be a writer. I'd been writing for years since I was a teenager and I started capturing it down. What is it? What is the point of all this? Before I went digital, everything was handwritten. And a lot of those things I transcribed at the time, just with the raw excitement of having a word processor. But, but a lot of them I did not because I probably didn't see value in them or they were handwritten journals or they were things I wrote when I was out and about. And there they sit in a notebook, a spiral notebook, a sketchbook, a little piece of napkin, I don't know. They, and then I just kept them. That's always been my way, that anything that I poop out, I'll put it in a box and be like, that was my little poop. I'm going to keep that. Who's, who knows when I'll need that? <laughs> who knows what future me will do with those things? Well, guess what? Future you is having to clean up your mess and all your poops. Uh, what, what was the point of any of this? Jeez. Uh, right, time traveling without agency. So, in the process of writing some of those journals down and transcribing them, uh, which is a bigger project thing that I'm working on that I don't know if I even want to talk about because it's dumb. But I'm writing the... I'm transcribing a lot of these old things in an attempt to discover something that I've lost that I can't figure out a little an itch that I cannot scratch some sort of brokenness that I can't find a source of or the uh, or find some meaning in all of the the, the years that have, that are piling up behind me like a fucking car crash uh. In the process of writing those things down and transcribing those notes, I realized something that uh, it's, it's an amazing feat to be able to travel through time like that, to transport myself instantaneously to what to my, to my 17-year-old brain and remember. The thing is, I don't remember. And that's why the writing is amazing. Because I had this fantasy a lot. If I could go back in time and talk to young me, what would I say? And, and, and how could I, you know, lead him in better path? But then I, when I think about, when I actually read these writings and think about what that would be like, 17-year-old me don't want to hear from me. 17-year-old me had his own stuff going on. And these journals are a perfect proof of that. Um, anyway, time traveling with no ability to change any of the things that I'm reading. So, uh, basically, when you remember things in your rear view, um, 
you're sort of you're 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 putting it through your filter of adulthood and all the years of wisdom and quote unquote air quote wisdom that you that you have accumulated. You're filtering it all. It's it's colored, and and when you actually read a journal that you wrote or or a term paper or a, or a short story or any or I don't know, it's different that we're writing than with art, especially with journals, or maybe see a video of yourself or something. There is a uh, the inability to filter is there, and it's an interesting, a very fascinating place to be in. To be a you know, I, you know I'm forty something and change, and I'm looking back at, at a seventeen year old writing sample and 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 seeing all the drama and all the oh boy was there a lot of drama in my life, but it was all self uh, self created drama and and uh, nonsense, uh, and it makes me really wonder if if I'm I am fact, reliving that, boy, I'm all over the place, oh, this is why I think about it, when I'm looking at those old journals, and I read, so I'm reading a lot of things that I've written that were so dramatic and serious, and I know what, I know what I'm talking about, I know that the subject of the, the, the writing, but I don't remember the feelings the same way that 17-year-old me wrote them down, I remember you know, I remember that that was a heavy moment and that I thought a lot about it. I don't remember how extreme that was for me. Uh, and I'm not talking about one thing in particular because it was every day I would write something crazy like that, you know. Just a very heavy young man. Maybe we all are. You know, teenage years are difficult. Little girls cry a lot about nothing. And it's hard. Why do I say little girls? Little boys do other things. I was more like a little girl than a little boy, but uh, little boys are violent and awful, and little girls sort of cry about everything, about how mean, you know, Candace was to them today. Candace insulted my jumpsuit. Why are you wearing a jumpsuit then? Uh, what's the point? The time-traveling exercise is very interesting. <clears throat> and looking at those old journals and feeling those old feelings again. I can't feel them through the 17-year-old uh, body that I had then, but I can feel them. I feel for them, I guess. I, I, and I'm a little embarrassed that that's how hard I took everything and that that's how I felt. But then I, when I start to get introspective about it, I'm still doing that today. I'm still doing it today. And in, in 40 years, if God, for, God forbid, <laughs> Freudian slip there, God willing, I'm still alive and kicking, and with all my faculties and whatnot, I hope that I would look back on these things with, with, with wisdom and clarity, not how I feel now, which is looking back on them and wondering, am I, am I still that dramatic young man that's still playing out these same drama exercises every day for nothing, for no reason, sound and fury, signifying nothing, all that? Am I doing those things? I believe that I still am. Maybe I'm in one of them loops, the time loop, like, uh, uh, well, this is a common theme in fiction, science fiction. There's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. All things point to Star Trek The Next Generation. 
there's an episode where the, where the Enterprise is destroyed in the first two minutes of the episode. Uh, shields and basically power failure and then uh, brace for impact and then they blow up. It's funny because the Enterprise is threatened to blow up like 150 times at this point in the, ep- in the show. In the run. How, you know, all kinds of things where they blow up the ship. And it's been threatened to happen. Like, Geordi, we're losing shields. Geordi does some magic that the computer couldn't figure out. Because <laughs> he's a very smart man. Uh, they, they redirect the power supply or whatever, whatever. They, they use the dish. Uh, <laughs> I'm off topic. My point is, there's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where they get caught in a loop where they get destroyed over and over again. And they got a little bit of deja vu. But every time it resets, they're like, haven't we done this before? And maybe we should try something different. And nope, we're going to destroy the ship. They're always destroying the ship on that show. And in the movies, too. Why do they love destroying that ship so much? That makes no sense. The original ship. You know, it had like a 30-year run on in the original ship. And then in the first Star Trek movie from the 70s, they got to rebuild the ship because something happened. I don't know. And then they destroy it a hundred times over and all the movies that follow. What's my point? I think that I may be caught in a loop like that. I'm unable to see that I'm in a loop like that because of blind spots. And all talk about Star Trek aside, I don't want to be in a loop like that. Uh, I, I feel like sometimes the, 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 the lessons that one can learn from reading over one's old stuff, it's, it's very... I don't know if it's enlightening as much as it is frustrating. I, I'm looking at this kid, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I have so many things to say to you. However, who am I to be telling you to not be dramatic and to not have these feelings? I've got my own problems. I don't have time for this kid. Look, kid, you'll sort it out. I'd like to be able to say that to him, but I can't. I can't say that to him because I'm still struggling with some of these same ridiculous things. In a different way, and I'm so bl- and I'm blind to it. And there, there we go. Reboot the story, but keep the character's theme. That's what it's like. It's like, well, let's make another version of Batman. Only, th- and this time, Batman, uh, you know, he's he's red instead of blue. How about that? We'll do that. But it's still Batman. It didn't change. The Batman from the 1940s. They've tweaked him a hundred times, but it didn't change. It's not a different Batman. He's still the same guy. He's a troubled guy with anger issues who likes to beat up on a bad guy. There you go. What a kung fu and all that. Same theme. They rebooted a million times. It's the same theme. Are our lives like that? Is my life like that? Is it, is it every decade or whenever? You know, they say, I've heard, that your cells regenerate every so often. I don't know how many years that is. Maybe it's one. You get all new cells after a period of 10 years or something like that. I've heard. More pop science. It's an interesting concept. It, it doesn't actually mean anything in terms of being human. But, but it's an interesting concept. It sort of points to the fact that every so often, you're a completely different person. Every so often, you are <clears throat> rebuilt or regenerated. And I don't mean scientifically. I mean metaphorically here or, or, or symbolically. You regenerate it every so often. And you become a whole new person. And you have the ability to look back and think, well, I've changed a lot and that that person's no longer this person. However, the theme remains the same. The themes of your life remain the same, I think, sometimes. Sometimes. 
And again, it's different. And everybody's experience is different. But I'm wondering about this lately. All the themes of my life repeating. Am I, am I in a loop where the, where the character changes slightly? You know, tweaks. New haircut. Uh, different pants. A little more, less weight, whatever. A little more or less hair. But then is the theme the same? Because if it is, I don't want to be that 17-year-old kid anymore, that 22-year-old kid anymore. I'm looking back on his, the things he would say, the things he took seriously, and I don't want to take those things that seriously. But, but here I am, uh, uh, muttering into, a, into a, a void about my own uh, problems. You know, has, has anything changed? Will it change? And, and if so, how? Uh, trying to see the forest through all of these trees, you know, that old expression, which is, you know, we're so close to it, we can't see the big picture. And uh, I wonder about that a lot. I wonder about that a lot. Because the exercise of reading back over some old journal or, 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 or revisiting some old thoughts... In, in this way, time traveling in this way, the, with that much clarity, it really helps you see a bigger picture because that, that teenage 20-year-old kid, he didn't know the things that I know that would happen in the next you know, 20 years. And, and, and some of those things are real bad, some of them are good. And, and, but that kid didn't know. And, and I'm in the same position now. You never really get out of that position. You can only look back. You can only look back. So there is really no, no, never any big picture. If 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 any this exercise is teaching me anything, it's that I'm really trying hard to look backward to see the big picture. But all I can see back there uh, is, I, I don't know, a very a very narrow view of who what I thought. I can't even make bigger picture sense. Of what what's going on in the past, I can't make bigger. It didn't lead me anywhere that I can look back and tell a narrative that helps me move forward from this place. The narrative that I'm telling today has more to do with who I am now and what I'm dealing with now than the future, than the past. Uh, if if that makes any sense, and it's it's a frustrating thing because. The reason that I captured all that information back when I was young was so that I, I think in my own way, I realized that someday I might need it. And that it was, it was a coping mechanism of sorts, and then it was also documenting that I lived and I existed, and this is what I thought, and this is who I was. <clears throat> but here I am, uh, with the ability to take advantage of that record and not having any, any real... I, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what any of it means. I'm, I'm searching desperately for meaning in something that may not even have meaning. I, um, so it's a broken rearview mirror, really, and, and huge blind spots. You, you, you're moving forward, yes, and you have the ability to look backward, yes, but the view is so uh, askew. Um, and, and, I don't know, it almost makes me wonder, I've gotten a lot out of making these records too, these recorded audio things lately, I've gotten a lot out of it because it's given me the ability to sort of, uh, uh, feel something, uh, real time, 
and then and then understand what that uh, I don't know I, I guess talking it out helps you remember it but uh, but is there meaning in it is there truth to be found in it is there wisdom here um, because I'm in a place right now where I've been desperately searching for meaning and I'm just now realizing that's what it was that I was doing. Um, I'm trying to find out if the pursuits of my life and where I've ended up, have they really meant anything to me? And, and oh boy, I can't even... The problem is it's so big and I'm so blind. I can't even, I can't even make sense of it right now. Um, ugh, heavy shit. Anyway, that's that's where I'm at today, this morning. Thinking about that, I'm gonna continue to, to hash this out a little bit. Probably, I don't think I have a choice. Um, and trying my best to sort of be positive along the way, but realizing that I'm in a, I'm still in a little bit of a dark place, and trying to uh, take advantage of it, I guess, because. As we shift through emotional states, we sort of lose access to feelings and to, to thoughts because a lot of our thinking process is colored by uh, emotional states. So as I transition in and out of these emotional states, I think it's important to sort of document what, I, what occurred to me at the time and see if I can maybe have a little more clarity next time I enter that tunnel. Uh, uh, a, a, a better map of that tunnel, perhaps, for the next time. Whew. Anyway, that's that. Big, uh, big ideas, maybe, or not. All right. So it's Wednesday. It's April 5th. It's 2017. Uh, this is, uh, that's the end of that. Okay.